Welcome back to Buzzed in Baltimore, the podcast about craft beverages in Maryland. I have taken a hiatus for sure. It's been about a year. Um, and I just really appreciate everyone who's asked me about it in real life and in person. It's like staggering to me that anyone even cares. So I'm so excited to be back and I can think of no more perfect place to celebrate this past year than Nepenthe Brewing. I'm here with Jill Antos, the co-owner of Nepenthe. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh my God. Thank you for having me. I'm very flattered. (laughs) No problem. Um, so Nepenthe has been open for a year now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just and, had our, our year anniversary. Oh, that's crazy. It, it is crazy. Am I saying it right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do people mispronounce it? All like, the time. All the, what yeah. is like the weirdest one you've heard? Um, the, so we usually get Nepenthe, which I mean, mm-hmm. whatever, but uh, Neponte. Excuse me? Neponte. <laughs> that was, we were like, what did, what did, what did you say? Yeah. <laughs> no, Nepenthe. Neponte. I yep. couldn't even Neponte. imagine where your brain would get nope. that from. I'm not sure. It's, it's from a Poe poem, right? Yep. So what's the origin From of the it? raven. Okay. Um, so it's basically an ancient Greek word. It's a drink that erases your sorrows. So, you know, it's fitting. And also yeah. there's a Baltimore reference. Yeah, I mean, Poe, so. that's why I drink. Yeah, <laughs> Quapo quap is kind of penthy. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we are here. If you guys don't know, it's a tap room in Hamden, um, right on Falls Road. And I feel like every time I've been in here since it started, it's been so crowded. And it just seems like you guys are just killing the game. It's yeah. It's kind of crazy. It has been crazy. Yeah. The, it, the reception's been amazing. Yeah. So people keep coming back. What more can you ask for? That's so cool. And yeah. you, so you co-own it um, with your husband, Brian yep. Arnold, and mm-hmm. Brendan Curlin as yep. well. Yep. Um, but I was really excited to talk to you. I, I've interviewed you a couple times, but nothing sort of this one-on-one and just about you. And um, yeah. so I wanted to kind of dig in, um, like start way back. Um, sure. You're not originally from Baltimore, right? No, I'm originally from New York, born and raised. Upstate? Go Yankees! Or, yeah. So oh I'm God, from, you're a Yankees. No, I'm not at all. <laughs> oh, I was about to like podcast over. We're done. No, my sister and my dad are uh, not so much me. Um, yep, from Binghamton, New York, upstate New York, and then I lived in New York City. Went to college there, and then moved down to Baltimore. That's awesome. So, what yeah. brought you to Baltimore? I was, I was dating a guy. Mm, always the old trap. Always. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and then it just it grew on me and. I've been here for about 13 years. Um, Yeah, here we are. And if nothing else, at least that guy brought you to a really full city. That's like like the one positive you can say. (laughs) Always. Um, What were sort of your earliest memories of beer? Like, what do you remember growing up in high school? I mean, we all drank in high school, right? Okay. Obviously. So... I, I have to say, my dad loves to tell this story. So he used to drink Genesee all okay. the time. And I don't know if that was regional or what, but he was that was his beer of choice. He loved Genesee. And um, one time they were, I guess, like somebody came to the door and, you know, he left his beer sitting there. And they came back into the room and found me behind our armchair just drinking his beer. How old were you? <laughs> Maybe five. Oh, my God. Was it in a can? I'm just it trying to visualize yep. Yeah. Oh, my God. They were horrified. And they still tell the story to the day. Well, yeah. but like clearly you were destined to be. I know, in right? I've always industry. had a thing. I like beer. And, <laughs> and your parents are like, maybe we were a little neglectful at that moment, but whatever. Oh my God, that's Take hilarious. their eyes off me for one second. Now, is Genesee sort of Natty Bow equivalent? Yeah, I mean, okay. it's like, you know, I've heard of mass it. Mass produced. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's probably not like the I don't best think they make it anymore. I mean, it's tasting beer. It, I, I don't. I was like five. I don't remember. <laughs> your, oh, your palate wasn't sophisticated. No, you know it's weird. That's really strange. That's so funny. So when? Did, so obviously your love of beer was at an early age. But when did you start homebrewing? Because didn't you start homebrewing before anyone I did. even here? 
did? Well, I started before Brian, certainly. Yeah. I um, actually got him into it. Um, I had some friends who had brewed a bunch and they were just into it casually and I would hang out with them. They'd invite me over for, you know, the brews and I just started getting really interested in the process. And then maybe like a year later after I started, um, you know, kind of exploring that, I met Brian and then Brian, I don't know if you know this about him, but he is like, he, he does this thing where he gets interested in a subject and then he researches the hell out of that subject. And then he obsessive. is like, yeah, he becomes really obsessive over it. Yeah. And then he is really good at that thing. Oh, that's so annoying. So, it's so it's so annoying <laughs> how good he is at stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, like this was this casual hobby that I was really into. And I got him into it. And then the first batch he makes was amazing. Oh, and you probably had done like trial and error yeah. and yep. everything. <laughs> yeah. What were sort of like your biggest like fuck ups along the way? Do you remember just really big disasters? You know, it's been so long. I'm not totally sure. Um, I know that since Brian got involved, we didn't really have any. Like he, he's just, he's very good at it. I think it's like kind of like a natural thing. Um, I know there were a couple like water issues because like Baltimore has a lot of chlorine in the water supply. So some of the beers that we made were like you know, just kind of chemically tasting. tasting. Yeah, mm-hmm. not so great. Um, but besides that, I mean, it kind of came out good. Yeah. It was That was kind of surprising. Like, huh, this is a thing Maybe you can I do. Maybe I have a knack for this. Yeah, yeah. What was, like, your first batch where you were – do you remember what it was where you just were, like, I kicked ass? I – oh, man. Or one of them. Yeah, so there was a black IPA that – I think black IPAs at the time were just, like, starting to be a thing. Yeah. And, I mean, this is so long ago. And it came out tasting amazing. And we were just like, whoa, this is better than anything that's you can buy in a store. Yeah. <laughs> and that's harder to make than like a typical IPA, right? Um, yeah. I mean, there's more, there, you have to really be more concerned with balance, mm-hmm. you know, because you're adding roastiness in addition to the astringency or any type of um, like bitterness that hops give you. Yeah. So you're, you know, you're, you, you kind of have to find that line between like a roasty style and a hoppy style and not make it too aggressive. So it blows out your palate. Right. Um, but yeah, that was, that was, that was definitely a good one. For sure. So you have to be like really delicate with the ingredients. Oh yeah. Sure. Like if you add something, it's not too much. Exactly. How do you sort of explain to people that know nothing about brewing beer Mm -hmm. how to make beer? Like in like layman's terms, third grade terms. Yeah. Um, So I have had to do that a lot over the years since we opened the shop. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So it's basically you have grain and there's starch and grain. You convert that starch to oh you convert that starch to sugar. Um, and then you season it with hops or any type of flavorings you want to do. And then you add some yeast and it ferments and you've got beer. I like the term season. And I don't yeah. know if I've ever heard a home brewer or a brewer at all yeah. s- like say it like that. I mean, that's essentially what it is, right? No, so, yeah. It reminds me of cooking. Yeah, it, it is exactly like cooking. It's actually yeah. funny because I, I always take brewing from a, I look at it from a cooking perspective. Like, mm-hmm. what ingredients can I add that will give me this particular flavor pro- profile? Whereas someone like Brian might look at it from more of a scientific, like chemistry type viewpoint yeah, on it. And yeah, so yeah. it's more of a like formula for him. And there's, there's so many different ways you can look at brewing and like how you create your recipes and how you create the flavors that it, it's, it's, you know. But it has to work for your brain. Sure. And yeah. if your brain is more the creative yeah. side and he's more the science side, that's such a good This is balance. exactly how he and I work. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. So when did it become, okay, we're doing this for fun. Brian's obsessed with it mm-hmm. to like, we should open a homebrew shop in Baltimore. <laughs> and, wh- and why and how yeah, yeah you know that's a good question we um we were both in jobs we weren't super in love with anymore I was uh 
the graphic designer for a large uh, organization, like a nonprofit. And um, it was going well, but I just wasn't super happy there. I'd been there for a long time. And then Brian was actually a Baltimore City high school teacher. I and did not know that. Yeah, he was. He was an English teacher for a while. Okay, and, no offense to Brian. I'm yeah. shocked he had the patience for oh, that job. Well, so I don't know that he did. <laughs> <laughs> so we started looking at other options. Um, <laughs> no, he was actually a really good teacher because he was, you know, he really cared about everybody, everybody and everybody's situations and yeah. You know, and he, he's really, like, naturally very good at teaching things. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so we were, we, I think we were, like, making a batch at some point. We were driving to the nearest homebrew shop, which was just down in Columbia at the time. Mm. And um, we got stuck in traffic. I was just going to say, were you sitting on 95 we in traffic? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And we were just like, there has got to be a better way. Like, I'm so sick of this. And online homebrew shops hadn't really taken off yet, so there wasn't really an option for that. Um, and we were just like, we should open a homebrew shop. Yeah. And then we basically played chicken until we opened. Like, neither of us backed down. <laughs> we just kept like, we're like, yeah, yeah we we're doing it. Yeah, we're it's doing definitely it. happening. Totally. This is I'm happening. not scared. Are yeah. you scared? No, scared. absolutely not. <laughs> and then our doors were open and, you know, here we are. What, when, what year did you guys open? 2013. Okay. So that's like relatively early on in yeah. like the craft beer in Baltimore yes. scene because yeah. I started really covering it. 2009, 2010, mm-hmm. and there was like hardly anything to right. speak of. You had like heavy seas, heavy and seas, Duclaw. and Brewers Art and yep. Duclaw, and yeah, and then it kind of exploded. So Did your it. timing was like right on target. It was that's crazy. Yeah, we opened just a few months after Union opened. Well, there you go. Yeah, and we were right across the street, so you know yeah. it was. It became kind of like we actually called it um, Brewers Alley. I remember there. that. Yeah. yeah. Or Brew, no, Brew. No, I'm sorry. Brewers Alley was a bar. Brew Valley. Brew Valley. Brew Valley. Yeah. yeah. And there mm-hmm. were there was some sort of crawl that people would do. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. If it was we official. had a little beer map. Okay. Yeah, it was cool. That's awesome. And then Waverly opened across the street like a couple years later. And, yeah. And yeah. then like Blue Pit, and it uh-huh. kind of became this little really cool area. So yeah. you were in Meadow Mill, which mm-hmm. I know presented a lot of challenges. Yeah. Um. You guys flooded twice. We did. Lost the whole shop both times. Oh, my God. I can't yeah. even imagine going through. Does that even was, feel like that really happened at this point? Or It feels like it was a, It was so long ago, but at the same time, every time it rains, I'm like, <gasps> no, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. Oh, my God. You probably have this instinctual panic attack. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So today it's a rainy day, but I, yeah, no worries. That's fine. Yeah. We're, we're 70 feet higher. So There you go. That's so smart. Um, and what other sort of issues did you deal with just open, you know, being the first homebrew shop mm-hmm. in Baltimore and being a woman? I mean, was that oh, sort man. of, did you have to battle those kind of things every day? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I still am, really. I mean, as the homebrew shop, it was kind of like people didn't really know what homebrewing was when we first opened like when we went to get a loan to open the shop like we had to explain to the bank over and over again what it was like no we're not making beer we're selling the ingredients to make beer right and they just could not understand it um now it's like you know if we went and talked to a bank they'd be like oh yeah well even back then to say you're opening a brewery was probably weird so then to explain that it's not a brewery no brewery right it's this other thing um but yeah, like to your point about being a woman in brewing, whew, <laughs> it's different. I gotta say, I mean, it's nice because there's so many other women now. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's it's definitely a, a, a man's world, yeah. so to speak. But it's a it's a boys club. Boys club for sure. Yeah, it is. I know the environment's very different. Like I saw recently, they just had this great women's brew day at Union. Yeah, I know. And I couldn't believe how many people were in the I picture. I really wanted to go. I had um, a, couple of our, a couple of our staff went down. That's they had, awesome. They had a great time. Yeah. I figured you guys were there representing. Mm-hmm. But like, 
even just seeing that picture of however many women were in there, Amazing. I was just like, what? I know it's so inspiring. Going leaps and bounds Loved because I, I bet when you guys first opened, yeah. it was it was not like that. Oh no. Um, <laughs> no. And and I know you've shared with me a couple times that people would come in and they would direct their questions at Brian mm-hmm. or whoever the male person mm-hmm. was in the shop. Yeah. Even though you were the first one to ever start brewing, yeah, you are the person to ask these questions. So how did you feel that? Like how do you deal with Without, I mean, because I'm sure there were times that you wanted to, like, I would want to flip out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, I, I try not to get upset about it. I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, we, I mean, I still get people who kind of come in, and now it's, like, it's been seven years, so I just kind of roll my eyes and, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, but, like, for example, we had a guy come in uh, the other day who is a business owner in Baltimore and he came in, He was, and the person who he was with was about to introduce me like, oh, this is Jill, she's the owner and he made a beeline to one of our staff people and just started aggressively shaking his hand and being like, congratulations, this place is amazing, oh, you did such a good job. And God, I'm like embarrassed for that person. And then poor guys, he's like, I don't know who you are. Oh my <laughs> yeah. God. Oh. Uh, so it's just, I think there's always that kind of assumption, Yeah. you know, that I, I might be background noise a little bit. Oh, but. Which is, it's just so messed up. Yeah. But I, I do feel like, Instead of sort of, I don't know, like, I feel like you could have a couple approaches with it, which mm-hmm. is like to be angry, but then it, it, sometimes yeah. it's almost just like, I feel bad for those people that don't have that open mind. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's, I think that's probably the more positive way of dealing with it. Yeah. I, it doesn't really bother me that much anymore. It used to really, really get under my skin, but I've never like get angry about it. It was just more like, oh, that's offensive, you know? Well, and probably also like the proof is in the pudding. I mean, you've created this amazing business. Right. And so you're like, oh, you don't respect me well that's too bad for you because look what I've done I mean that's what should be what your attitude is but I'm sure it's different when you're faced with it on a daily basis I am I feel like I'm kind of used to it already which is so sad it's kind of sad but at the same time like it doesn't bother me that much so I kind of I just laugh at it yeah it's it's fine like I'll like we had a couple weeks ago I had a guy come in and he um he was like oh, so, so, you know, the owners don't really mind that you just stay back here on your laptop. I'm literally on my laptop <laughs> fixing the website because we, we found this, like, thing that went wrong with us, and I do all the web stuff, so I'm, like, fixing the website. And he's like, oh, they don't mind that you're back here just on your computer, huh? You're not working. And I'm like, oh, I'm one of the owners. And you're he goes, like, I am they. Yeah, I'm one of the owners. And, you know, I'm like, how are you? And he's like, oh, you're one of the owners? Well, there must be, like, 20 owners, right? And I'm like, no, just me and my husband, oh our my friend. Oh, my God. And he's like... Oh, so you just, you know, you sit back here, you just look pretty while the boys do the work. Okay. And I, I know. But it's like, it's so ridiculous that you just have to laugh. Yeah, at that you know? point. Okay, I take it back about not getting angry anymore. Maybe <laughs> I would have gotten angry at that guy. Because yeah. that is blatant sexism if I've ever <laughs> it's heard so, it. It's silly though, right? Like it's, It is. It's just silly. And I, you know, I think sometimes people are joking about it, but it happens so frequently that, you know, and it's not just me. I mean, I know like. Oh, yeah so many women in industries like this just you know totally and I, I did an entire podcast on this subject um, and I you know had Holly from Guinness oh, and awesome. Asmin from Suspended and Judy her. from Checker Spot and it was it was awesome because that you know yeah. I think again like what you guys are doing to prove everyone wrong is yeah. just in the products and it's in the results and like you just yeah. keep working hard and that's going to change the game see I admire them too because it's like they they are center stage like they do interviews and they get their faces out there and they get their names out there and they're like look what I'm doing I am so badass yeah. you know I really like to be in the background <laughs> <laughs> looking pretty on your laptop I, exactly just looking pretty on my laptop like, it's kind of where I go no, I just, I, I always push Brian out to do interviews and like get him to be like the name 
name of things and like people recognize him and I'm kind of more comfortable behind the scenes, you yeah. know, so that does, that doesn't really help it much either. Well, FYI, <laughs> you're doing an interview right now. I know. This so, is, I was, can I tell you, this is my second interview oh ever. My and my first one went really poorly. Well, you're <laughs> so, killing it. I would thanks. not know. You seem media trained. Um, well, speaking of not having multiple owners, like I know yeah. when you guys open this, built this business in this really old building that has a weird past that I'd love for you to talk about. Mm-hmm. It was like blood, sweat, and tears. Oh my God. You worked yeah. on it forever. Wasn't it like an empanada factory or did I make that up? So the building itself was a few different things. So the, the tap room, where, where we are right now in the tap room, this was a restaurant mm-hmm. um, and a bar. And then that building all in the back where the brewery is, the homebrew shop, all that, that was a... Um, Yes, it was like an empanada place, but they did like meat processing, like whole whole animal That's butchery, funny. that kind of thing. Like they had, they did so much stuff back there. And over the years, there were it was a lot of different industries back there. And then if you look back in the kitchen, back um, between that space, mm-hmm. that was just an alley. Like there was nothing there. Oh. We had to build several stories just to get the buildings to be connected. Oh, okay. These two buildings were connected <clears throat> yep. originally. I gotcha. Yeah. Well, it felt, I remember like hearing about you guys building out and someone saying like, it's almost like a horror movie. In oh there. my God. It really was. <laughs> so the first time we came in here, there, there wasn't any power. And so we went in through the back and at that point it was, it, it literally, Brian actually has a video on, on his phone. Mm. I'd love to show you sometime because yeah. it's, terrifying I, but I it was, you know I get scared easily so oh, that's true yeah I, no, but I don't want to see I it. think I can handle an <laughs> iPhone video hopefully so it was well I don't know that kind of makes it scarier mm-hmm. right it's like kind of jittery and he's walking through it Blair but, Witchy. yeah and there was just these like flashes of light randomly like the electric would just kind of kick on and it'd just be like flickering light like electric light oh, it was so weird God. but it kind of felt like you were walking through the set of a Silent Hill movie. Okay, so it that was, was the vibe. terrifying. We actually got so turned around because it was so dark, and the, the building, it's very open now. But at the time, it was so many different rooms and and corners and hallways. It, like we, there was like five of us walking through it, and we could not find our way out. Wow, it was terrifying. Well, what's the square footage here? It's huge, right? It's huge. So the whole building, I think, I want to say, is like twenty four thousand square feet. That's something insane. like that. Yeah, it's like it's around that. Um, we developed half of it. So we there's actually, believe it or not, a whole second floor okay. to this building that we just did what we could. We ran out of money, as yeah. everyone does. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. couldn't have been cheap. <laughs> right. So we kind of just boarded up the second floor, and we're like, ah, we're not going to deal with that yet. Yeah, and so for people uh, who have not been here, first of all, come here. But there's, <laughs> um, it's, it's really unique because there's a huge tap room that also has a full bar that sells uh, booze, which mm-hmm. uh, is very unique for breweries. Was that really important to you to have a full yes, stocked bar? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I, you'll see, I'm drinking wine right now. She's drinking wine right I now. I love beer. Beer does not love me. Mm. It upsets my stomach quite a bit. So I, um, I actually prefer to. I want to be in a brewery. But when I go to breweries, like if we go to Asheville or something or other breweries, um, it's important for me to have something else because I want to sit there and hang out. And like the people I'm with are going to be chugging beer all day. Yeah. But well, and I nice love beer too. Else. But you have a few and you're bloated and you yeah. want. I mean, I always want like a, a whiskey mixed drink or something. Right. Um, so and then also one other thing that I think is so awesome is there's this little Easter egg in mm-hmm. Nepenthe from yes. the bar that used to be here. Oh, right. And if you know about it, you know about it. If you don't, <laughs> you're probably just like, what the heck is that on the wall? So do you want to talk about the weird... How Rick so, and I. <laughs> yeah, so there were, this was a sports bar. The previous uh, tenant was a sports bar, com- like the 
big restaurant and they had these murals on the walls and that particular wall that was behind where the bar is now was covered in sports murals and it was it, I mean there's every recognizable player that's ever been in Baltimore it was it had some sort of presence on that wall <laughs> And we were particularly captivated by Cal Ripken's <laughs> eyes. Um, and so we painted over the whole wall, except for his eyes. There's a little square where he is always watching. It's so creepy. <laughs> I mean, I'm like the biggest Orioles fan you'll ever meet. And I, I remember going to that bar, seeing it before it was painted over and being like, those eyes are so creepy. They follow you. <laughs> and then when I heard that you weren't painting over the eyes, I was like, I'm disturbed, but I love that. Like, yeah, that's yeah. just such a weird Baltimore hidden gem right. thing. Um, <laughs> So yeah, if you're in Nepenthe, look for Calvin's eyes for sure. Um, so you guys have like the weirdest names for your beers. We do. And I know we're going to try a few later, but mm-hmm. how do you come up with them? What are you inspired by? I know it's really hard to pick beer names these days because yeah. so many are taken. Um, you know, what's that process like for you guys? Um, I have on my phone that I have uh, been building for about five years now, a list of beer names that serve like I mean we'll be out somewhere and I'll just come up with a couple combinations of words and I'm like that'd be a great beer name I'm putting on the list just like random words yeah random yeah. words because I mean there's there's a lot of um, like trademark issues with beer names and yeah. it's it's not a very easy field to navigate right now because pretty much every beer name you can think of has been taken. If yeah. you think it's very clever, trust me, a hundred other people have too. Yeah. And if you are big enough and you have enough people coming in, like it can cause some problems and you really want to avoid litigation if you, if you have I'm to. sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I've actually only had one um, trademark infringement and that was hammock beer. Oh. So there's actually a brewery that calls a beer hammock beer. So we changed it to hammock Kolsch. And that was fine. And that's fine. They were cool with it. Okay. They were totally fine. They actually just shot us an email instead of sending us a cease and desist. Oh, that's way nicer. Yeah, yeah. So normally you can just hopefully deal with the brewery directly Mm -hmm. and then get it worked out. Yeah, that's 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 typically how it's done. Best case scenario. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like for beer names, I mean, we'll we'll come up with just like random non sequiturs Mm -hmm. essentially. Yeah, (laughs) and then like furiously Google and see if there's if they're taken. Any other brewery has ever named it. Um, but I mean, poly dribbles. Right. That's not even a word. I was gonna say, where did that come from? I don't remember. <laughs> it almost it's just sounds fun like to say. you were like, for some reason, I get the you were at like a music festival uh-huh. and like it just like came to you. I don't know. Like it yeah. feels very like jammy for some. It reason. is very jammy, right? Yeah. Well, so it's a fruited sour series, so oh. that does that fits, well, right? See that yeah. mm-hmm. you don't know why, but it just makes it sense. just works. Yeah, it fits. That's so funny. There's like I think only maybe. A couple of our beer names have any type of um, story behind them, like Space Jellyfish. That's probably our biggest beer. Um, but that's just a reference to Metroid. Brian's really into Metroid. It's the video game. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is that a metal band? No. <laughs> video game. Old video game. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Beweepa and- was a... So we actually started out as a... Um, uh, Baltimore, so Baltimore Beer Week, they don't do that anymore, but it mm-hmm. used to be a, like, you know, a week-long celebration of beer in Baltimore. Um, and so we brew, we went to a couple festivals where we would brew beer and serve it. And one of the IPAs that we made was the, we just named it in, like, our uh, recipe writing software, Baltimore Beer Week IPA, BBWIPA. Oh, that's and the, funny. Right, and then we just started calling it BWIPA. Yeah, just mm-hmm. like your little own abbreviation yeah. for it. I no, love that. Yeah. That's so cool. And I know Ghostbusters is a popular yep. theme for you guys too yep. so just like whatever comes to mind whatever comes to mind um and I know these kind of questions are always like 
annoying to answer, but if when you look back on the past year, you know, yeah. what what like one or two moments sort of stick out to you that are just were so special and you were just felt really grateful and couldn't believe it was happening? I you know, it that's a hard question to answer because there's the obvious ones, right? Mm-hmm. Like our opening night was the most emotionally overwhelming thing I think I've ever been through. Um, there was our anniversary party was incredible. Like having this place packed and people just celebrating the beer and everything like that was just the most moving thing. Right. But if I had to pick, (laughs) if I had to pick one thing that is the most memorable time from this year, it was one day I was, um, reordering some Lord bones shirts. That's what we have a milkshake IPA or I'm sorry. It's, it is a milkshake. I'm sorry. It's a milkshake IPA um, called Lord Bones, and it's named after my dog, Ben. Oh, how have we not? I, I feel that like a terrible interviewer. <laughs> we haven't talked about Ben yet. I know, Benny. He's the best. He's the brew shop dog. He if you guys is. haven't met him. How, he's how old now? He's 10. He's, he's 10. my old man. Oh, my God. Ben's the best. He's so great. He likes belly rubs, right? Loves them. Yeah. Loves them. <laughs> Everybody loves him. So I was ordering these Lord Bones shirts, and I just like was kind of overwhelmed for a moment. And just started laughing, thinking about how many people in Baltimore are walking around wearing my dog's face on their chest. <laughs> that <laughs> is wild. It stuck out to me. And I was like, oh, man, that's crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, that's my dog. Yeah. And you decided to have all the things you could wear. Right, right. Wear a shirt exactly. of my dog. Yeah. And it's literally like the illustration for it is his snout chewing on a bone. I love that. Yeah. That's that. I, that's the perfect thing you could have said. I, that's. I mean, that's when you know you've made it. If people are wearing a shirt of your dog, like you're doing something right. right. Well, we're gonna try some beers next okay. up. I actually want you to help Let's me to think it. of a name of this segment because I have sure. no idea what to call right, it. So it. when we come back, we'll, we'll brainstorm. Okay. All right. Cool. So we're back. Jill has poured us two flights on these amazing flight boards. Did you guys build these yourself? My parents made them. Really? Yeah, they oh made God. like a hundred of them. Um, these are all done by Jay and Cindy Antos. Wow. So by hand, made with love. Talent runs in the family. Are I they know. like woodworkers or? They're just very crafty. Oh my God. Yeah. That's amazing. They're, they're amazing people. Um, so I wanted, I, you know, do the podcast every time we end by, by drinking. And I sort of wanted to make this segment a little more, I don't know, fun or universal. Um, I don't know what to call it. Right now I'm calling it like drink up or let's drink or cheers or... I think all of those are great. You should just call it all of them. All of them just rotating. Drink up, let's drink, cheers. Okay, (laughs) perfect. That's the name of this segment, guys. Um, But I figure everyone that produces alcohol, whether you're a bartender, a brewer, a winemaker, you kind of have all of these things. So let's start with your bestseller. What's the thing that just flies off the shelves? Space jellyfish. Okay. Hands down, space jellyfish. We cannot keep it on tap. And why do you, so let's, which one is that? That is, yep, that one. This one. Mm -hmm. Let's take a sip. Why do you think that it's? Cheers. See, it goes with the name. Cheers. Let's drink. Drink up. (laughs) Drink up. (laughs) I mean. It's so good. Why, so it's an IPA, mm-hmm. and IPAs generally are the most popular things, yes, right? absolutely. Um, but what about this particular one do you think people just love? The combination of the hops is just so juicy and delicious. It's uh, Galaxy, Motuika, and Simcoe, and they're, they're, the, mm. the combination of those three hops is just absolutely, it's like, it's, you can't screw it up. Yeah, there's nothing right? too abrasive. There's not no. one that sticks out from the pack. Kind no, of. and the yeah. Galaxy has this like really delicious kind of character to it that 
you don't really find in, in other hops. It's a little grapefruity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fruity. It's, you know, it's juicy. It's got like a nice floral character to it. It's, it's just a delicious all-around hop. So this one flies off shelves for sure. Actually, we just ordered a canning line. Oh, my God. Whoa. Way I to bury the lead. I, okay. I That's exciting. I know. So this is actually going to be like one of the first beers that we release. And it'll be cans. your own canning line in-house. Like yep. you're not renting it or anything. Nope. That's, so it. when are you? When are we going to see cans? We're hoping for, oh, God, Brian's probably going to kill me for saying this publicly, but we're hoping for around Memorial Day. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll call that mid-year. Mid-year. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. I always tell people I, I can be vague with, with announcements because I know how life goes. Yeah. Um, you never know. <laughs> and what about the can art? Is that going to be, I know you have an artist that does we do in the brewery. Yes. Mike Moses. He's incredible. He did our, um, all the panels that are in the tap room, like those really amazing panels. Um, he did our, we have three of our beers that he illustrated, um, stickers and t-shirts for, um, he's doing the can art too. He, so we just we just asked him to do five different labels. So those are coming. So, so yeah. Space Jellyfish will be one Space of those. Space Jellyfish is going to be one of them, absolutely. Um, so you'll be able to buy it here and liquor stores or just here? Here first. Okay. Um, we'll see how much we can. We're Right now it's, you know, Brian's brewing all the time, trying to keep up with the demand in the tap room. Yeah. Um, so we don't have a lot to send out to accounts. Um so we'll see. We'll okay. see how it goes. And Space Jellyfish, what's the ABV on this? So this one is 7.1%. Okay. So, yep. you know, watch yourself when you're drinking this It is. One. Yeah, we don't really brew, like, small beers no. here. No. I like that. I mean, I you're go You're going to have a good time when you come here. Yeah, you do. I like the, uh, probably the smallest one is what I was drinking before right now, right? The Tiny Tyrant. Yeah. It's like five-ish. Little pi- little pillow. Yep. Yeah. Um, and you guys do four. I like that you do the small pours. Mm-hmm. You do flights. Like you can kind of get your beer however you want. Yeah, which I appreciate. Very customizable. Okay, so the next one I'm, okay. I'm again still working out the name. Um, <laughs> originally, I was thinking calling the Happy Accident or the Best Surprise. Um, I just feel like you know these this craft beverage world is such a creative business, and sometimes you set out to do one thing and something else entirely happens. Yeah. Um, so what sort of has been your biggest surprise? We haven't, like, we just haven't had, I know I said this before, but Brian really, when he brews, like, he researches everything, he plans things out to a T, so we haven't really had surprises so much, but to fit it, I will say, (laughs) Ambrosiac was my favorite surprise, because I wasn't sure how I was going to enjoy it, Okay, it turns out I freaking love it. Why are you skeptical about Ambrosiac? It's got a lot of different fruits in it, and I I am not really, I don't really have a a really big sweet tooth. Yeah. Um, Same. I'm like snacks all day. Yeah. Chips. Same. Savory. Totally. Um, But this is actually not sweet, so there's a ton of fruit in it. Um, Let me actually list you the names of the See, fruits. I could have called it Behind the Menu. Oh, there you go. Like, Behind the Music. I do like that. All right. Yeah. We're still workshopping. We've got so many names now. <laughs> um, it's got tangerine, cherry, pineapple, coconut cream, and then there's a little bit of lactose in it. Um, and it's it's extremely lush and fruity, but it's a sour. So it's going to have that nice, like, tart finish to it. That one. Cheers. It's going to have a nice tart finish to Cheers. it, but it's not going to be too sweet at all. Okay. You're going to get a lot of fruit character, but just in the flavor. Oh, I see what you mean. Like, it's yeah. fruity without being overly sweet. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Right? Oh, my God. That I pineapple. Mm-hmm. Imagine now, this on, like, a hot day. Totally. <laughs> like, on a beach, on a boat. Is it supposed to taste like ambrosia and hence yeah. the name? Yep. Okay, because it definitely reminds me of, like, summertime barbecues with, yeah. like, what my grandmother exactly. would make. Yeah. Yep. 
No, Golden it's, ambrosia salad. It's really good. And it's kind of amazing. It's all sort of, most of it's on the back end. Um, exactly. Which is really nice because yeah. it doesn't hit you right away. And, and then it do. makes you want another sip because it's all on the back right. end. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's almost cidery. Mm-hmm. But we do um, kettle sours here. So they're not too aggressive. They're not funky. They're not going to blow your palates out. Um, they're just nicely balanced sours. And the fruit just like kind of juices it up and it... it I love it. Right. You're not getting any like barrel quality flavors or yeah, anything like exactly. that. Exactly. Um, nice that's clean. that's a good point. If you like sour if you're a sour person or cider person, I should say, mm-hmm. that would be such a great yeah, definitely. substitute. Definitely. Ambrosiac. Okay. And yeah. and Space Jellyfish will be on all the time. Something like yeah. Ambrosiac, you might have to come. That's a really expensive beer to make. So yeah. It's, yeah. So that's every once in a while we'll have those out. We usually try to keep three or so sours on. Sometimes we've got four or five. Um, but IPAs and sours are really have been our focus. They're what Brian's yeah. really good at brewing. So um, it's what the market wants still, that's right? That's what everybody wants to buy. Yeah. So I'm wondering. I mean, I just the sour thing. I. I've always liked sour beers, and I was wondering if that trend was going to go away, and it just doesn't seem like no, it is. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah, same. <laughs> I'm <laughs> happy about it. They're so fun to play with. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Yep, exactly. Okay, and then this is probably the most important, your personal favorite that my you have personal right fa- So my personal favorite is actually a beer called Rhythmic Gymnastics. We do not have it on tap right now. Do you, do, have you tried that I one? I think so. Remind me what it is again. So that one was a guava peach hibiscus sour IPA. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, it's just familiar. like everything. Yeah, it's like you know? all the words. Yeah, it's all the favorite things. <laughs> in one drink yeah. but it was incredible I think we're actually going to do it again around the time of the Olympics so it's like tart sweet floral sour yeah, yeah. IPA yes no that would all be of them great for the Olympics it's so wow. good but it's rhythmic gymnastics yeah gymnastics is the most fun right. thing to watch yes so. rhythmic gymnastics especially yeah. it's like all the ribbons and like yeah. the oh, balls that they oh, throw that, yeah. yeah yeah that's so, so fun. much fun yeah it makes so, me think like I could even maybe do that <laughs> Like, when it gets into the tumbling and the, the right. bar, like, no way. But, like, maybe a ribbon. Narrator, we cannot do that. <laughs> I could never, definitely no, never do that. I, I would be, I would drop everything immediately. I'm very clumsy. Um, yeah, so that uh, that was actually my favorite beer. But the one that we have on right now is um, What Did You Do, Ray? Which is a milkshake IPA that we have um, several versions of, and the latest version is a pina colada edition. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. So right now the pina colada ray is my favorite that's on the tap list. And I like, I mean, I like a lot of beers that have just like a ridiculous amount of stuff going on. Yeah. Like I like to really confuse my palate. Yeah. 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 And you're like, what am I even drinking? <laughs> what am I even drinking? Well, and it sort of like busts the genres too. Yeah. So you're not just like stuck in a box. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. love that. I yeah. feel like that's kind of our thing. Too. No. And that's cool. Cause you're like, this doesn't taste like what an IPA should taste like. Right. Why yeah. does it have to taste that way? Right. You know? Um, so this has uh, a ton of marshmallow fluff, which is why we call it, what did you do, Ray? It's a Ghostbusters reference. Gotcha. Um, so tons of marshmallow fluff. Um, it's double dry hopped with some really delicious hops. And then it's got a ton of pineapple and coconut cream and vanilla beans and lactose. And it is just like, it's such so a treat. Cheers. cheers. It's, it's a treat is the best way to describe it. I'm going to use a word that people don't love, but the mouthfeel is great. It is. It just, it's kind of soft. thick and creamy and soft, yeah. and um, you can definitely taste that marshmallow flavor in there, but yeah. it's not overly sweet. It's not sweet. Um, yeah. There's a lot going on. And, but all the flavor, like, there's so much going on, but everything individually is subtle, so mm-hmm. you're not, like, hit over the head with anything, right. which is exactly. really nice. It's, it's all about balance. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think in general, I feel like you've said that a lot. It is, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of like balance going on right. in these walls, which is nice. Yeah, there's a, well, the beers especially they're very well well thought out. Yeah, you know, we planned everything um, in this place, kind of with the same 
level of focus and attention. So, right. <laughs> so, so why, why skimp on the beers? Yeah, definitely should not. That right. should not be the afterthought. Um, and so what you guys have coming up, anything exciting that you want to talk about? Any new beers, any new events? Obviously the cans <gasps> yeah, are the really cans cool. are going to be like a huge thing that we're kind of focusing on right now. We're kind of just like saving up our strength for that. <laughs> yeah. No, but, that's going to be a game changer. Yeah. We're actually talking about doing a couple different events. I haven't announced them yet, but, okay. um, we've got a few coming up over the summer that are going to be really cool. Um, uh, we actually had, so every year with the homebrew shop, we do a, um, homebrew competition at WTMD called the mighty pint, the radio station in Towson. Yeah. And the winner of that gets to brew their beer on the big boy system. That's so at, fun. At a local brewery. How, how you just done it once so far? We've done it five times. Five times. How did I not know about that? Yeah, That's I know. Awesome. It's, it's a really fun event. So um, this past this past uh, year, we've you know since we were open as a brewery, we're like, hey, let's double the grand prize. So the grand we had two grand prize winners. One of them has is brewing their beer at uh, the Brewers Art, and one of them's brewing their beer here. That's so and cool. so we're gonna have a little tapping party, and we'll be at Brews and Bands. But this guy's gonna come in and like brew his homebrew on the big system. We'll show him how everything works and run him through. And the beer was. Absolutely what was phenomenal. his recipe? I'm so curious. It's a blueberry sour. Ooh. So it fits right into, you know, everything that we do here. Like fruited sours are kind of our, yeah. our jam. So I had a lot yeah. of really delicious blueberry beer up in Portland, Maine because there are blueberries up there. And better? I was like, we need some of that in Baltimore. So that's so great. Good. Yeah. So that's coming soon. Um, we've got another sour IPA coming out soon. That's gonna be really, really good. Um, yeah, I don't know. We um, we thought that the, this like first part of the year was going to be kind of slow, um, just based <laughs> That's on. Funny. Yeah, it is funny because it has been anything but slow. Yeah, <laughs> if you come to any trivia night and you it's can move crazy around, like wasn't here. your Harry Potter, Potter oh trivia insane? I heard. Oh my god, that was. Oh, it was traumatizing. It yeah. was so busy. I, I, there. It turns out there's a thing. There's such a thing as being too busy. Yeah. <laughs> we were so overwhelmed. Um, but no, it was fine. Everything was really fun. But yeah, but maybe yeah, this it's, next it's, year will be a little bit more about like not scaling back necessarily, but just like trying to learn your yeah. limits. And, right. Yeah. Well, so we, I mean, we've been going, we've been blowing through beer in the tap room like faster than we thought. So we're just trying to, Brian's trying to brew to keep up with the demand right now. So we don't have a ton of different things planned, but the sour IPA for sure, that blueberry sour is going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, and we've got, I think like five or six other ones in the works that are going to be pretty good. That's so exciting. Well, Jill, thank you so much for coming on the podcast Thanks and pouring me. beers and opening up your space. And just, I know this is your second interview ever, ever. so I'm so proud of you. I am not. I'm not used to this. Well, I feel rusty too because I haven't done this in a little while. So I appreciate you being my guinea pig. When was the last pig. time you did it? So the last episode was that women in craft beer episode, oh, okay. and that was last spring. Like, mm. So it's almost been a year, um, which is crazy. But yeah, yeah mazel to everyone. Mazel's all around. Um, if you want to follow Nepenthe, I know you guys are great on like Instagram and Facebook. Call me. It's all Jill. Um, and then obviously you can follow Buzz in Baltimore on all those platforms and keep tuning in. I'm going to make this more consistent. Um, and thank you guys for listening and caring about the podcast. I really appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers.